Well, good morning. You guys know I always say that twice if you're not loud enough. Good morning. It's a great day to be alive on this God's earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So it's just certainly a great day to be alive and to be in this, the house of the Lord. It's good to be here with you, MJ Fellowship. It's been a, a while for me. Uh, my family and I have been pretty much hibernating uh, with the pandemic, so it's a extreme pleasure. It's an honor uh, before God to come before you and preach his word. For just a little while, we'll go to the book of Exodus. The book of Exodus, the 15th chapter. The book of Exodus, the 15th chapter, and I'll read verses 22 through 25. And when you find that, if we could stand in reverence unto the reading of God's holy word, if your health allows you to. From the book of Exodus, chapter 15, verse 22. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Marah, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Thank you, and you may be seated. And our message today is make the bitter sweet. Make the bitter sweet. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for health and for strength. Lord, I just ask that you continue to protect everyone that is here under the sound of my voice to keep us healthy, protect, protect us from, from the pandemic. Most of all, Lord, protect us from the wiles of the devil. Just continue to have your hedge of protection all around us. And now, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, I just ask that you cause me to, to preach a word, a message from you and not from my flesh. So Lord, we just give you honor, praise, and glory. Thank you for letting us be here today to praise you and to hear your word. I ask this prayer in Jesus' name, amen. 
As we look here in Exodus, the 15th chapter, and our message is make the bitter sweet. We see that the children of Israel have crossed over, came through the Red Sea. It was a great time of joy. If you look back there in Exodus 12 and 37, it'll tell you that there were 600,000 men that made this journey. Now, estimates calculate that it's more like 2 million people in total, including the women and the children as well. Now, just picture this, that they had came through the Red Sea. All of these people, nearly 2 million people, with their cattle, their livestock, just all of their belongings. And let's remember that they came out of Egypt with a high hand as well. But then we pick up in verse 22. So now Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. And then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now, a human being can only survive three to four days without water. So they were in despair. People were worrying about dying. There was no water. And then they came upon Marah. There were waters there, but they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. They were thirsty, came to water, but they still could not drink because it was bitter. Today, America is thirsty, but the waters are bitter. There's a lot of bitterness in our world today. Between the races, between different cultures, there's a lot of bitterness. We're thirsty. A lot of bitterness in our political system, Republican and Democrat. And that exists even within the church. We're thirsty, just like they were thirsty. But what are we thirsty for? See, this is the question that we have to ask ourselves as a part of the body of Christ. Red, yellow, black, white, or brown. What are you thirsty for? Matthew 5 and 6 says, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Are you thirsty for righteousness today? Not self-righteousness? Of black or white or being Hispanic? Or being a Republican or being a Democrat? Not talking about that kind of righteousness talking about the righteousness in Jesus Christ. Are we thirsty after 
righteousness. Because when we are, the scripture says that we shall be filled. You can anticipate the filling of God's righteousness within you. And then in verse 24, and the people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? Now remember, they're on the verge of probably maybe imminent death. They don't locate a water supply system within the next 24 hours, possibly. They complain in this time of adversity. And that's what people do. We complain in time of adversity and primarily against the leader, just like they did with Moses. And the people complained against Moses. Now keep in mind that they had just crossed through the Red Sea on dry land three days previously. And now here they were pointing their finger at Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Complaining. Just like people do against leaders. Against pastors. Against preachers. In times of adversity, people complain. Teachers. Principals. Parents complain. Little Johnny brings home a bad grade. It must be the teacher's fault. We complain against the leaders. Even during this climate, people complain against the president, President Trump. People complain against, it seems, the, the president-elect Biden. People complain. People are still complaining about the Bushes about Clinton. Some still complain about Eisenhower. People complain. And they ask, what shall we drink? In the midst of their complaining against their leader. And as we consider and ponder about what we should drink. Let's go to John. The book of John, the fourth chapter. And in the book of John, the fourth chapter, we see Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. And we see Jesus carrying on a, a conversation with a Samaritan woman. They were natural enemies. She was also a female, and the men didn't talk to females out in public. But we see Jesus communicating with her. In today's time, to make the bitter sweet, we have to communicate with one another. And sometimes there's a little tension when people who are different, of different races or cultures, 
are communicating there's some tension. But please understand that tension, good tension, causes growth. Causes us to stretch and to grow. We really do have to come to the point that we realize that all of us are created in God's image. And that the key is love. Now there's faith, hope, and love, and love is the greatest of these three. And we see Jesus here loving on this Samaritan woman. And he was telling her about how she needed the living water. And in verse 13, Jesus told her, and he's telling us today, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again that of Jacob's well. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. I wonder if we really hear that last part, springing up into everlasting life. You see, this drink is internal and eternal. I'll say it again, this drink, when you drink of the water of Jesus, is internal and eternal. It lasts forever. This water, when you drink the water of Jesus, will cause you to love God and love your neighbor. It simply boils down to loving God with all your heart, soul and mind, and loving your neighbor as yourself. All the law of the prophets hang off of these two commands. So it's good that we focus on those two to make the bitter sweet. And when you drink of the water of Jesus, not only is it everlasting, but as he brings you closer to him in love, he'll show you your shortcomings. He'll show us our sin, just like he did with this woman. If you go on down and read a little bit more, you'll see that he asked her about her husbands. We'll see that she's been married five times and now was with, with a sixth man, but was not married. Jesus will show us our sins. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have to understand that this pandemic, the problems in race relations, all the conflicts between Republican and Democrat that have people talking about another civil war, that God is trying to show us something. We have to see in the spiritual sense that God is trying to show us something. 
And we go back to our text in Exodus, the 15th chapter. It says in verse 25, so he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. Leaders must cry out. Pastors and preachers, government officials must cry out to God, pray to God for answers and solutions. Whoever our president is, whoever our governor is, whoever our mayor is, there's a need for them to cry out during times of adversity and not to get caught up in complaining and arguing, going back and forth like Moses didn't do. He didn't complain back to the people. He didn't argue with the people. He simply cried out to God. And leaders, when leaders cry out to God, when you, when we, cry out to God. He'll show us the answer. Because here, when Moses cried out, it says, and the Lord showed him a tree. Did Moses say, what about this tree? How is this tree going to help our solution? He didn't have all of those questions. A lot of times we got to have answers to all of our questions before we proceed in obedience to the will of God. In his intuition, the Lord showed him a tree. In his intuition, he went and got the tree. He either pulled it up or he cut it down, but he took action. We have to take action in love. Love is not always warm and fuzzy. It is a commitment. Same type of commitment that Jesus had when he hung on the cross and could have called on the legions of angels. But he hung right there. Committed to the will of the Father. So sometimes in life and in love, when we are crossing hard lines of racial, economic background, religious beliefs, we still have to be committed. It may not feel good. It may not always be a happy time, but be committed in love. Loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And loving your neighbor once again as yourself. Cry out and he will show you a tree. And he showed him a tree. And when he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. A miracle happened. Miraculous things happen when we trust the Lord and operate in obedience. Moses operated in obedience. He showed him a tree. He 
got the tree. He cast the tree in the waters, and the waters were made sweet. We have to look at this, about this tree, though. The Lord showed me to go to Revelation, the 22nd chapter. And if you'll just turn there for a moment. And he showed me that it's all about life. Jesus said he came that you might have life and life more abundantly. God wants us to have life in the midst of this time in this world. It says, and he showed me a pure river of water of life. Clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. And in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Then if you go over to verse 14 or down to verse 14, it says, blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right of the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city but outside are dogs, sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. And as we prepare to close our message today, we see that it is important to see the tree. What is the tree that the Lord is trying to show you? God is trying to tell you something in your life, some type of dilemma or adversity you're going through, there's a tree for you. Something that he just wants you to trust him with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but to be obedient to his will. In your intuition, he's giving you the solution by the operating of his Holy Spirit in you. He's given you the answer. But let us remember to make the bittersweet. And as we close from John, the 19th chapter. And the 28th verse. Jesus said, while hanging on the cross, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, 
that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now, he wasn't thirsty for that sour wine that they were going to give him on a sponge. He was thirsty to go home, to be at the right hand of the Father. Well, that water we had just talked about was crystal clear that proceeded from the throne of God. I thirst. You know, sometimes our loved ones, our old ones, get ready to meet that thy maker, their maker. Or weeks leading up to, they say, I'm just tired. I'm ready to go. They're thirsty. They're ready to go to a place where there's no more death, sorrow, crying, or pain. Where the Lord is upon his throne. And now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there and they filled a sponge with sour wine. Put it on hyssop and put it to his mouth. And so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. He drank that sour wine. He drank of that bitter cup. Said, it is finished. He made the bitter sweet because at this point, he had died for your sins and for mine and gave us the opportunity to have a right to the tree of life. He took that bitter and made it sweet. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. But know that he made it even sweeter when a few days later, he rose from the dead. And after a time, he ascended into the heavens, into the clouds, and now sits on the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and for me. As we leave here today, let's make it a point to make the bittersweet, to love God, love our neighbor and make this world a better place. We can either live together as brothers or perish as fools, as Martin Luther King concluded. Let us bow our heads. Dear Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to preach your word. And now, Lord, we just ask that you cause it to, to just take root in us. Lord, cause it to touch someone's heart today, that they may come, come running to you today and want to give themselves away to you. Someone may want to rededicate their lives to you today. Let them know that this altar is open. Let them know that this altar is open for prayer right now as well. But Lord, we just thank you. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. You're the everlasting Father. Wonderful counselor. 
Jesus, you're our Prince of Peace. So Lord, we just thank you and give you praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.